The holidays are literally right around the corner. Have you gotten all of your holiday decorating done? You may have answered yes to that question, but have you thought about the outdoor decorations? Have you ever heard of a winter container garden? Yes, you can create a container garden in the wintertime. So to find out just how to create a winning winter container garden design, stay with me on the Sunshine Gardening Podcast for my secrets on creating a gorgeous winter container garden this holiday season. Welcome to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. This gardening show will equip and inspire avid gardeners with weekly tips and tricks to help them navigate the gardening world. The show will also highlight specific growing requirements for several plants so the sun will shine brighter over their Kentucky garden. And now, here is that ray of sunshine, garden enthusiast and horticulture extension agent, Kristen Hildebrand, with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Remember that pretty container filled with annual flowers that you used all summer long? Well, the same container can be reworked and also situated in your home's entryway to greet and welcome close family and friends in for the holiday season. Now, to begin creating a winter container garden, we always want you to select the best container material so that way you don't end up with broken pieces laying around everywhere. So the question you want to ask yourself, is this container suitable and also able to withstand the harsh winter elements? If you answered no to that question, then you won't want to use it. But some of the materials that do work really well in the wintertime are hard plastic, Wood containers also work great. And again, any material that you know is going to withstand those harsh winter Kentucky elements that we have. Now, if you've still got, and if it's a container that you've used before, make sure the potting soil is still in the container and just a little bit below that top rim of the container. If not, no worries. Just go ahead and add in some more potting soil, or you can also use some of that leftover newspaper to bring it closer to the top. Now, when we're adding the different types of plants into our winter container garden design, we are simply talking about a lot of different evergreens that you can go out and simply cut from your garden or landscape after they're situated there, and then you're going to be using it in a certain arrangement to make it look really, really eye-catching to, again, your family and other guests coming into your home this holiday season. So some of the different types of greens that you can find available for this time of year. And I'm just going to run through a couple of uh, my favorites. There's about five here that I want to explain a little bit closely. The first one, I I feel like most Kentuckians probably have it available to them, is white pine. Now, there's a lot of different things with white pine that it is pluses, I feel like. One of those is that it gives a different color to your arrangement. White pine is one that's going to offer a blue-green color. The needles aren't very sharp. They're actually soft and really not feathery, but they are a lot nicer in comparison to some of the other pines that you're going to have. Now, all pines are going to have some nice fragrance to it. You can smell it just as soon as you cut it from the actual tree itself. And so it's going to work really well for that standpoint. And then it's also on the long end, it has excellent needle retention. And 
needle retention simply just means that it's going to actually hold its needles a lot longer on the stems in comparison to some of the other evergreens that you can find. The second type of evergreen that I want to talk about, and a lot of people have this close by and even in their fence rows, is the eastern red cedar, Juniperus virginiana. Now, this one, a lot of times people can just go out and cut in their fence rows. If you do find the female version of this plant, you will notice that it will have some fleshy blueberries that's going to give you some other interest into your arrangement. It smells absolutely wonderful. And if you do have it situated close to your front door or in an area that you can kind of see on a regular basis, then you'll notice that the birds really, really enjoy those blueberries itself. So eastern red cedar may be one that you do want to consider, especially because it's so easy to obtain. The third one I want to mention is southern magnolia. Now, If you've ever been to any kind of wedding before, you'll notice that Southern Magnolia is used a lot, especially for winter weddings. It's also a favorite among Southerners because of the nice contrast that it gives. So the leaf actually itself will have a glossy dark green leaf on top. And then on the undersides, it has a velvety brown underside that gives a nice contrast when placed against other leaf textures in your particular arrangement. Now, a lot of people that have Southern Magnolia in their backyard, they're a little bit partial, and I would say not just a little bit, but they're very partial to who cuts on it. And there may be some that don't mind you cutting on Southern Magnolia trees. So just make sure that you ask them before you do that so that way that you don't end up hurting your friendship or even a neighbor, losing a neighbor over anyway. Holly is the fourth one that I want to mention that's a great evergreen that would work well in a winter container garden design. There's a lot of different types of holly that are available. You can even find some that are even variegated, so they have more than one type of color going on. And again, with this particular type of tree or shrub, depending on what you have available in your garden or landscape, you can also have berries on it as well if you have the female plant. And there's a lot of different, you know, that red color will give a lot of different interest in your arrangement. So holly, probably the only drawback to it is that the leaves, the needles there are more pointed than you find with some of the other evergreens. So just be cautious if you're, if you have small children or animals like a dog or a cat that might be in the way for them. The final one that I want to mention, and it's one that I feel like gets very underused in arrangements, is the eastern hemlock. The scientific name for it is Suga canadensis. Again, it's one of my favorites to use around the holidays for decorating, not just in a winter container garden design. And with this particular evergreen, it gives a nice lacy effect and also appearance to a lot of different fresh arrangements. The leaves are flat and the undersides have more of a white appearance. And at the end, you'll even notice small pine cones that look like ornaments. So you don't have to worry about having um, extras with this one because it seems like it does provide a lot of good things to your arrangements. Now, there's some other types of greens that you can use depending on what you have available to you. One of those might be spruce, and there's a lot of different spruces that are available. Colorado blue spruce happens to give a blue appearance if you kind of are going with your theme to have that blue 
type of look to your arrangement. Boxwood also works great. The other one I do want to mention, and it's not really an evergreen, but it does have some nice red berries to it, is Heavenly Bamboo. So if you have any of that available to you, I would go ahead and actually cut Heavenly Bamboo. And it also has a feathery type look to the leaves, but that nice red look around the holidays is just a really nice pop of color for those winter container gardens. A couple of other things to think about before you go out and actually cut on some of those different evergreens is to make sure that you are using clean, sharp cutters. And whenever you're making those cuts, cut at an angle, and that allows for better transport of water and nutrients through those stems. Before even cutting the greens, make sure that you carefully consider which branches also need to be cut. It's best to distribute cuts evenly throughout the tree or shrub to help preserve its natural form. Here's some other tips to help ensure the freshness right after you cut. So after cutting your greenery, it's a good idea to think about immersing those stems into a bucket filled with water and allow it to soak overnight to help maximize the moisture. If you don't have a five-gallon bucket or say you've got a lot more greens that you need several five-gallon buckets, then you can use a sink if you have an outdoor kitchen or say you just want to use the sink that's in your home. That's fine as well. Go ahead and put the greens down in there, fill it up with water, and again, let it soak overnight. Another optional step that you can consider to help allow the greenery from drying is to spray it with an anti-transpirant such as wilt proof and that also seals in any additional moisture and it will help preserve the freshness that's there. Now I will say with uh, the anti-transpirant if you are using blue spruce or have the juniper berries it's best to avoid this because that uh, product can actually damage the wax coating that gives plants their unique color. So that's probably a downside if you're using any of those. Now comes for the fun part, creating our winter container garden design. Now, whenever you get ready to make your winter container garden design, the the first thing that you're going to need to get is a block of wet floral foam. And you might want to get a couple of blocks of floral foam. Most of the time, you can find this particular item available at your favorite craft store or even a big box stores will will carry it in their floral sections of their stores. And it's sometimes you can buy it already packaged up uh, where it's got multiples. But if you only think you need one, take one. But it's always good to keep a couple extra ones on hand. Pretty inexpensive. You don't have to buy a lot. But again, This is also another step that's going to help ensure that it's going to last a lot longer than probably what some other folks might be doing. So make sure that you go ahead and kind of like what you did with your greens, you're going to fill your sink up with water and you're going to take the plastic covering off the block of wet floral foam and just basically just place it on top of the water. You want to make sure that you avoid forcing it down into the water because that causes a lot of air bubbles to form. So when Whenever you do this, it's kind of going to soak up slowly like it would if it were a sponge and you can soak it for a couple of hours or if you want to do it overnight, that's fine too. If you don't want to use your sink, again, a five-gallon bucket works fine. But it's really good to make sure you do this several hours before you begin to start working on your particular winter container garden arrangement. 
The next thing that you'll probably need, you might have to go out to your garage or your garden shed for this, is a round tomato cage. And I know tomatoes are definitely done for the season, but what's going to happen with this particular piece, it's going to serve as our thriller of our arrangement. And the thriller is going to provide a nice height to our arrangement. It's going to provide a lot of interest because it's going to draw that eye up. So whenever you're using your tomato cage, you want to make sure that you have it where the wire part, kind of the the prongs or the, the pointed part, is pointed up towards the sky. It's going to give that look similar to what a Christmas tree would do. Now, if you like a little bit of added cheer, I would recommend going ahead to attach Christmas lights to the tomato cage using some floral wire. I feel like the best look is if you use one strand in a spiral pattern when adding the lights to the tomato cage. But if you, like some, prefer more lights, go ahead and place those strands on each wire of the tomato cage. It may take more than just one strand of lights, but again, it gives you a lot more lights, especially when it's illuminated at nighttime. And just from personal experience, make sure that you place that plug-in towards the back part of your container and also place it next to a plug-in that's easy to get to. So it's almost like as you're assembling this, make sure that you're kind of in that area already. So once you've got it all created, you don't really have to go very far with it and it's not going to be as heavy for you to carry. Now we are actually ready for assembling our winter container garden design. So go ahead, after you kind of get that soil um, built up, if you need to add more or if you've added newspaper, that's fine. What you're going to do is you're going to place that block of wet floral foam in the middle of the container and then make sure that you're going to secure it down with some clear tape. Now, a lot of times some people will tell me, Okay, Kristen, what I did is I put my round tomato cage, that part pointed down first, and then I added the actual block of floral foam, and then I secured it with the tape. If that process works better for you, that's fine. But at least you can kind of get the sense of what we're trying to accomplish. All the mechanics are going in first before our greens do. So the reason we use that clear tape, though, is so it keeps it from falling over. So again, that's really, really important. You probably want to put that tape on at least two things of tape if you want to run it the same way or if you want to run one north to south and then the other piece east to west. It's totally up to you, but sometimes I like to have a little bit of extra security there. Next, you're going to go ahead and place those cut stems of greenery in your wet block of floral foam. Now, whenever you're doing this, it's best to insert those stems at an angle. I always recommend starting on the sides of the container first. So start left to right and then work towards the front. And then lastly, you're going to place your greenery towards the back. Now, we mentioned our tomato cage is going to serve as our thriller. Well, whenever you're adding those first pieces of greenery, we are actually doing what's called a spiller. So we have the thriller. It's our tomato cage. The spiller is going to be one type of greenery. Whether you're using that type of greenery as the pine or the spruce that we talked about, Whatever that happens to be, make sure it's consistent. And again, it's always best to start on the sides, go to the front, and then lastly, the back. And basically what the spiller does is that it's going to soften the sides. It's also going to spill out of the container. It's going to give it a little bit more variety. 
Now, after the greens are placed, I always like to add a little bit of some finishing touches, especially around that tomato cage, to make sure that all of our foam is completely covered and it's no longer visible. We don't want anybody to see that that's actually underneath. So a couple of the other things that you might want to consider for that finishing touch is some natural elements. You may think of things like the red berries from the Nandina that we talked about. I find that it looks best with a little bit of Southern Magnolia greens and then the red berries accented next to it because it's like dark green and then you've got this pop of red right next to it. Now there's some other types of natural elements that you can use. Magnolia also has some wonderful pods on it that are brown and almost that velvety look with some, if it's the seeds are kind of going to harvest, then they're also red in color. If you've got some younger pods, they might just have some other interests, but those work great. Nobody can forget the pine cones this season, and they are readily available off a lot of our different pines, and they can also give a nice finishing touch to your arrangement. So there you have it. You have done it from start to finish and you have a wonderful winning container garden design. Now, whenever you're placing your arrangement, place it near the entrance of your home and watch how it glows with glamour from top to bottom. Guests are also going to enjoy viewing this fresh arrangement around the holidays and you are going to appreciate it more knowing that you created it yourself using natural materials from around the Kentucky garden and landscape. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. For more information about today's show, make sure to see the show notes on the blog at Warren County Agriculture. You can visit us by going to warrencountyagriculture.com. And for some of you guys that prefer a visual, we have also posted a link to our YouTube video that we put together on creating a winter container garden design. So I hope you enjoy that if that's something that you would like to view. To stay up to date on all the latest episodes, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. By hitting the subscribe button, you will be notified of future shows where gardening tips and tricks will be shared to help give gardeners their gardening goals, and to help the sun shine a little brighter over their Kentucky garden. Thanks for listening to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast, and I hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast with Kristen Hildebrand. If you enjoyed today's content, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to catch future segments of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. Gardeners, keep on digging and learning more about gardening so the sun shines brighter over your Kentucky garden. The Sunshine Gardening Podcasts with Kristen Hildebrand is a production of the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service.